Welcome to CoinStack, our podcast and newsletter on Bitcoin, Ethereum, Polkadot, DeFi, blockchain, Web 3.0, and the future of money. Let's get started. Hey everyone, this is Ryan Alice. Welcome back to CoinStack. Today is Thursday, July 29th, 2021. And today we are talking about the weekly crypto recap. It looks like the bulls are returning as Bitcoin has had a couple closes this week above its 200-day moving average and has increased in price from 29000 to 39000 up about 30% in the last seven days. A lot of people are asking, is this going to be a temporary bump and drop back down into the high 20s again or the start of a sustained rally toward the expected fall 2021 double peak? Well, here is our market forecast. We remain in what we're calling the summer doldrums in between an expected double market peak. We had a peak in April for Bitcoin. It peaked in May for Ethereum. And we have had about two months now of sideways to down price action ranging between 29,000 and 40,000. We think that sideways to slightly up consolidation is going to continue for another five to six weeks into early September. And then we expect to see a breakout toward new all-time highs toward Bitcoin 64,000 and Ethereum 4,300, reaching 80K BTC sometime by the end of 2021. While no one can know, and there are many factors that can't be predicted, that is our current market forecast for Bitcoin and Ethereum. Looking at both what happened in 2013 and 2017 in the last two market cycles, as well as what on-chain analysis and funding levels are showing. Let's jump into this episode. Let's review the top 10 stories of the week. Let's look at some of the fundraises and let is, let's look at what is happening with Ethereum as we get ready for EIP 1559 to go live next week. Let's jump in. Here is the crypto news for the week. The top 10 stories in the crypto world. Story number one is that Amazon.com helped Bitcoin pump to 40,000 with a blockchain product lead job listing. On Monday, Amazon posted a listing for the digital currency and blockchain product lead. And analysts were taken aback and started wondering if Amazon was soon accept Bitcoin or Ether as a method of payment. And British newspaper City AM reported on the job listing and a potential Amazon token. While Amazon denied that a token is coming soon, it they did affirm that they do in fact have this digital currency and blockchain product lead that they are hiring. Story number two is that on Monday, over $200 million in short positions were liquidated as the Bitcoin short squeeze was upon us. Uh, analyst Will Clemente just two days prior last week wrote down his theory for the imminent Bitcoin supply squeeze. His rationale was fivefold, that the relative strength index, the RSI, was sitting beneath the seven-month resistance level, that perpetual funding remains negative, that buyers with little selling history continue to accumulate heavily, miners are accumulating Bitcoin, and there are strong outflows from over-the-counter desks. So yes, the short squeeze was upon us. And we have gone from 29,000 to 39,000 in the last week. Now, what's a short squeeze? That's when the price begins to inch up and shorts get liquidated. 
uh, in the futures market being forced to actually buy back their own positions, which increases the price further, which causes more shorts to liquidate. Story number three is that FTX and Binance under regulatory pressure have downgraded their maximum leverage available on their platforms from 100x to 20x. After years of criticism for offering 100x leverage on their platforms, FTX and Binance have reduced their max leverage to 20x. Token Metrics Chief Quantitative Investment Officer Garaj Sangha told Blockworks that this is likely the product of behind-the-scenes conversations between regulators and exchangers. Uh, FTX uh, CEO Sam Bankman-Fried said that an effective margin system is integral to an efficient economic system. However, there are limits to everything, he said. Story number four, BlockFi aims to have an IPO in the next year despite recent regulation from a number of U.S. states. According to documents circulated to investors on Wednesday, the New Jersey-based company BlockFi was handed a string of cease and desist letters from securities regulators in Vermont, Alabama, Texas, and New Jersey itself. BlockFi is set to close its Series E this week. This round is going to be $500 million, giving BlockFi a $4.75 billion post-money valuation, which will help them on the path toward their IPO. Binance is also considering an IPO, but not the global Binance, Binance US, which is run by Brian Books. It is looking at a potential IPO, and also Binance CEO CZ is also considering replacing himself with someone else, a new CEO who would be strong at regulatory compliance. Let's take a break before we go through stories 6 through 10. We'll be right back. Story number six, Nigeria has announced they'll be piloting a central bank digital currency in October. The Central Bank of Nigeria, the CBN, has announced that they will be launching a CBDC. Rakia Mohammed, CBN's IT director, emphasized they could not afford to be left behind while the vast majority of central banks worldwide are making headway with their own research and development. Nigeria will be launching their first actual working CBDC on the Hyperledger technology. I've been actually answering some questions and guiding them in this process, and I am excited about them launching one of the first CBDCs in the world. Nigeria is, in fact, the world's seventh largest country by population with 206 million people coming in after China and India and the U.S. and Indonesia. And they are making rapid strides with the Naira, their currency, reducing in value about 28% in the last couple of years. They are making quick efforts to actually digitize their currency, which is great to see. Story number seven, blockchain startups have raised a record $4.4 billion in Q2 2021. According to data from analytics firm CB Insights, blockchain startups raised more than $4.4 billion in the quarter. Chris Benson, a senior analyst, commented at the current rate blockchain funding will shatter the previous year-end record, more than tripling the total raised back in 2018. Blockchain's record funding year is being driven by the rising consumer and institutional demand for cryptocurrencies. And despite short-term price volatility, VC firms are still bullish on crypto's future as a mainstream asset class and blockchain's potential to make financial markets more efficient, accessible, and secure. Blockchain funding has gone from $2.9 billion in Q1 to $4.4 billion in Q2, a substantial rise for one quarter, especially when part of crypto is down. Story number eight is about family offices. 
which are the places that manage the wealth of ultra high net worth individuals with usually around 30 to $40 million and up. So Goldman Sachs recently surveyed 150 of these family offices and found that 45% plan to invest in digital assets and 15% already own digital assets. So together that's 60% that either own crypto or want to. Two thirds of the firm survey manage more than $1 billion worth of assets. So these are not 30 or $40 million family offices. These for the majority are billion dollar plus firms with 22% of the respondents having assets under management more than $5 billion. A partner and global head of private wealth at Goldman Sachs, Melina Flynn, said, quote, the majority of families want to talk to us about blockchain and digital ledger technology. Many think that this technology is going to be as impactful as the internet has been from an efficiency and productivity perspective. So when you have the global co-head of private wealth at Goldman Sachs saying that their families are proactively coming to them to talk about DLT, digital ledger technology, it is important to take note. Now's the time to get in, not six months from now, not 18 months from now. Now is the time to get into crypto. Story number nine, 71% of institutions want crypto exposure. According to another study by Fidelity, the Fidelity Digital Assets 2021 Institutional Investor Study, seven in 10 institutional investors expect to buy or invest in digital assets, and more than 90% plan to allocate within the next five years. Fidelity shared in their study that institutional investors cited high potential upside and low correlation to other traditional assets as two of digital assets' most appealing features. The survey included 1,100 institutional investors in the US, Europe, and Asia, including high net worth investors, family offices, digital and traditional hedge funds, financial advisors, and endowments and foundations. The last story for today is a big one, EIP-1559, Ethereum Improvement Protocol number 1559 launches in five days next Wednesday on August 4th, 2021. This is going to be a major upgrade for Ethereum. And as of launch, it will begin to burn the supply of Ether. It's going to be reducing the supply of Ether each day by burning around 70% of its transaction fees. You can read more about that on this week's Coinstack newsletter at coinstack.substack.com. This week's issue looks at the question of are the bulls back and has three guest articles on Ethereum. Ethereum from Digital Oil to Digital Nation by Guy Laliberté, ETH, the world's most valuable asset by Andrew Bax, and Proof of Stake, a superior alternative to Proof of Work by Justin bonds. When we come back, we're going to start talking a little bit about the Ethereum update EIP 1559. Check back in and we'll be back in a moment. So we are getting ready for some exciting times in the world of crypto with Ethereum's much anticipated 1559 upgrade next week. It's going to go live at block 12,965,000 with the London upgrade on August 4th. This upgrade, as we've already mentioned, will begin to burn the supply of Ether. Once EIP-1559 goes live, the next major step will come about six months later in early 2022 which is moving Ethereum to a proof-of-stake chain, making its net issuance of new tokens negative for the first time. 
Now that is going to make the supply to flow ratio, excuse me, the stock to flow ratio of Ethereum even better than Bitcoin. And it's going to make Ether a deflationary asset, which may increase the price quite substantially over the next couple of years. It's going to be interesting to watch. In our next podcast that we'll be releasing this week, we're going to be talking about the Ethereum update. Give a listen to that. And I hope you guys can learn a lot more. Now, we are going to cover a couple of the big crypto fundraises. Let's follow the money. Crypto infrastructure firm Fireblock scored a $2 billion valuation with a $310 million Series D this week, led by famed long-term institutional venture fund Sequoia Capital and Quatu Management. And Genesis Digital Assets also announced a $125 million raise to expand their Bitcoin mining and Activant Capital led a $60 million round in ECO, a digital wallet in Neobank, joining A16Z as investors. It is uh, also recommended that you listen to one of my favorite crypto podcasts of the year. It came out last week from Delphi. They have something called the Delphi Podcast with Tom Shaughnessy. And they interviewed last week Santiago Santos of Parify Capital. He had some really incredible quotes that I'm going to read now. Three quotes from Santiago. He says, quote, it's going to be a multi-chain world. It has to be. Gaming, NFTs, DeFi, these are all different types of applications, and some are suited for different protocols. That's when he was talking about Ethereum versus Solana. But he was bullish about Ethereum. He said, quote, Visa is settling with USDC on Ethereum. They don't want egg on their face. Security becomes super important for the big players. Most of the users are on Ethereum. Most of the developers are on Ethereum, and it has the highest security. And he ended up with a quote toward the end saying that he loved working in crypto. Quote, working in crypto is a ton of fun. While he's considered other things, he says, I always come back to crypto because the smartest guys are here. It's the hardest problem, and it's leading to the most powerful social and economic transformation since the Industrial Revolution. That's venture investor Santiago Santos, one of the smartest people in crypto. Take a listen uh, to the Delphi podcast on the Crypto Venture Capital Series out last week. Uh, that is where we will end this podcast. Thank you for being part of the CoinStack community. Uh, check out our upcoming podcast on an update on Ethereum, as well as our podcast from last week on stablecoins and CBDC and the future of money. Thanks for listening. That's all for today. Thank you for listening to the CoinStack podcast, where we are tracking the most important blockchain stories of the 2020s, including a decentralized internet and the creation of a new open global monetary system that works for everyone. We're so happy to have you as a listener. Please share it with your friends. Please join our free newsletter at coinstack.substack.com. And also check out our Telegram group where you can chat with others and learn even more about crypto. You can go to t.me slash the coinstack or just type in coinstack into Telegram to find us. Thanks so much. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. 